Welcome to Between the Stacks, a podcast presented by the Athens Limestone County Public Library. Each episode brings you into the library to meet our collection of people making an impact on the community of Athens and Limestone County, Alabama. So we have another episode of Between the Stacks. This is Jennifer Baxter. I'm the library director for Athens Limestone County Public Library, and I am here today with Mayor Ronnie Marks. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, we're glad to have you here. So um, I told you before we started, I literally don't have an agenda, but I figure you're pretty good at talking. Because, you know, you're the mayor. so <laughs> I enjoy talking about our city and everything that we have going on. So yeah. it's exciting. Good. Well, and I figure, too, um, we just got our census numbers in. I didn't study them very much, but I do believe we grew some. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, we're the second fastest growing uh, county in the state of Alabama, one of the fastest growing cities, which is a wonderful opportunity for us to just get better at what we're doing. And yet it's quite challenging oftentimes with uh, issues like infrastructure and what we're doing for handling traffic, moving traffic, and, uh, you know, recruiting. But it's an exciting time. We've got a great group of uh, young people in our community. We've got a, a great energy level now from Athens Main Street to the retail investors downtown and other activities. So it's, uh, it's really a lot of fun and it's an exciting time to be in Athens, Alabama. Good. I'm excited. Yeah. And I think, too, um, in the fact that, you know, second fastest growing county, one of the fastest growing cities, I thought it might be a good opportunity to have you here because there may be a lot of new people. I'm relatively new. You know, I don't know much history about a lot of different things. That's one of the goals we have with this podcast, too, is to try and bring some information and put it out there so that anybody who wants to learn, you know, you can use your local public library and all the resources we offer to learn. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your background and maybe how you ended up being yeah, a mayor? Yeah, I'll be happy to. Um, I started years ago as a school teacher and uh, actually got drafted and went to Vietnam after that. And after serving in Vietnam, came back and began work with family and children in uh, court systems and other things and worked with the Department of Human Resources for 26 years. Oh, wow. Retired and went to work for Lockheed Martin over in Atlanta a couple of years. And then left there and came back and worked in the governor's office and some others and uh, at state level. And then uh, came back and retired. And my wife had retired from Redstone Arsenal. And after a month or so, she said, you need to get out of here. <laughs> and so uh, I had to find something to do. And I said, well, hey, I'll just go sign up to be city council again because I had served in actually 1982 to 1986. Those were oh, great years. Way by before the way. you were born. Okay. So it was a really good time. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> but uh but actually I had served on the city council during that time and uh and came back and was interested have always been interested in state and local politics. So I got back as a city council member. Then in two thousand ten, our mayor, who Mayor Dan Williams, uh had been mayor since nineteen ninety two and he chose to run for the Alabama legislature, was elected and by Alabama state law Whoever is serving as president of the city council then steps in if it's midterm to become mayor. So I stepped in when he got elected in 2010, and then I ran for office in 2012, uh, and then 2016, and again in 2020. And I, I really am here to try to hand this baton off to somebody else in, in the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us should be about what we're doing for our community, what we're doing for the young people, uh, to kind of create an atmosphere that is not only as your highest priority of being public safety, 
but your jobs, your education, all the way to our, you know, our local library. We did so much in investing in this facility that you are now here and we're happy to have you here. Yes. And, uh, it's just so many good things that have happened and we've still got a lot of room to grow. And again, we're just trying to get up and make it better every day. Well, I think you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. And you're very personable. I think that and friendly and down to earth. And I don't know, some people that listen to this might not have an opportunity to talk to you that often. I do because of my line of work right. and because I love going to chamber events. So. Well, again, it's a great opportunity. I can't imagine not being a member of your community, yeah. which is out and about and communicating with folks. And uh, that's just kind of my style of how I do business. I love managing by walk around management a lot and seeing what other people are doing and trying not to get in their way when they're doing a good job yeah have you always been a people person uh, well i pretty much think so yeah i just wondered because like i'm a people person so i ended up in a job where i deal with people all the time and it fits me and it suits me i do the walk around management thing too yeah. but mostly because i'm trying to avoid my work and i want to see what everybody <laughs> else is doing yeah that's a good way to put it <laughs> but uh growing up um I was a small kid and was always a little self-conscious of speaking in front of the public and doing those kind of things. So during church and doing school and a lot of other activities, it just kind of brought that out, and I'm proud of that, which brings me to one of the things that I'd love to talk about before we talk about uh, some other issues is our youth commission, Mm -hmm. uh, the mayor's youth commission that we formed at city about six years ago, and one of the reasons that we did, Holly and I were talking with some other people, and all we saw young people was hearing was bashing the party politics mm. at the local level, at state level, and certainly at the federal level. And uh, we just woke up one day and said, well, we're not doing anything about this. Mm-hmm. So we decided to form a youth commission, just flew by the seat of our pants, and first year we had about 30-something kids that signed up. We took ninth. 10th, 11th, and 12th grade kids. And then it grew to where we were getting applicants from about 60 or 70. What we try to do or what I try to accomplish is uh, teach local politics, city and county, and that we are, by city government, we're elected as nonpartisan. And most people find that kind of hard to believe because mm-hmm. they're used to being Republican, Democrat, whatever. You know, they tie you to something. And in the state of Alabama, by state law, we run as nonpartisan in city mm-hmm. elections. So we thought, well, you know, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about it from the county government. We need to talk about it state. I lobbied in Montgomery for about five years with the Alabama legislature. So I was used to state government. And I knew about county government and city government. So it's a fun thing to do. I love budgets and numbers and those kind of things. And so I try to weed that into our conversations and just kind of hope and pray the kids pick up on some of it. And what our main mission is saying, wherever you land in life, you need to know about what's going on in your community. Mm -hmm. What's government? What's the makeup of government? What does it look like in your area? Are you faced with issues like public safety. Mm-hmm. We set our priorities and I try to keep that in front of me as you must have public safety. Your community must have the atmosphere of where you're safe. You can walk around downtown. Uh, and, and when you lose that, your community goes down the drain. So when you look at public safety as your highest priority, jobs, education, one, two, two, one, whichever way you want to put it. Mm-hmm. We built a new high school, almost a $60 million facility. We're looking at a new Athens Elementary School in the north section of Athens. And uh, 
the education level is, I think, at, at an excellent point right now. So then you talk about quality of life mm-hmm. and your quality of life issues like your community garden at the library mm-hmm. and what you're trying to do at Pilgrim's Pride Park and green spaces and trails and walkability mm-hmm. and having the, you know, the entertainment that you walk around town. And then we always look at how you can improve your city government or county government. So when we uh, surveyed the Youth Commission last year, it's real interesting we asked them what their top priorities was, and knowing that they were going to kind of name some of those things, it's interesting that they said quality of life is one of their highest priorities. That's good. That that means they're fairly comfortable with your public safety and with your education and jobs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's really neat to hear young people say quality of life, yeah. parks, green spaces, mm-hmm. walkability. Uh, events, right. uh, singing on the square, Astoberfest. Uh, I didn't mispronounce that, y'all. It was ATH, Oktoberfest. I was there. Yeah, you were there, and we had a good time. It, it was, was fun. a great event, and yeah. uh, it's so much fun to walk around downtown now. And you see so many people. I don't know about you. You've been here a while now, but I run into every day somebody that I'm thinking, where did you move from? Yeah. Tell a quick little story. We had uh, the first home football game there's always a pep rally on the square oh yeah always Mm -hmm. and it's full of people and there was somebody (laughs) with their cell phone out videoing and said to someone what is this (laughs) and i think they were from maine massachusetts somewhere and they said well we're down here visiting and we've never seen anything like this and we're going to make athens alabama our home Oh, cool. And how cool is that? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just kind of neat to see those kind of things and always getting comments about downtown. So it's a great place. Look, we were, we're an old city. Mm-hmm. We were incorporated in 1818, a year before Alabama became a state in 1819. That's crazy. Then you've got one of the oldest uh, higher education facilities, Athens State University, that's uh, right here in Athens. I think it was founded in 1822. And it was one of the first colleges in the South that let right. women attend. It sure was. I learned that yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> and I'm so glad you're doing this. This is really exciting. It's good. We hope that it'll grow and kind of give the community, like you were saying with the Mayor's Council, to come in and utilize this resource. One thing I've noticed, Athens is especially good because you've got the news courier. You've got Athens now. Right. So you have a form of communication but not everybody gets that paper in their hands every day. And then um, not everybody's on Facebook. And there's just these kind of fragmented ways that we get our information these days. It's almost hard to kind of collate it all in one area. Yeah. And I'm a podcast yeah. listener. I love them. I listen to them all the time. I might watch YouTube. I'm very um, auditory. I listen to audiobooks. So this is something I enjoy. And I feel like it has grown quite a lot over the last 10 years. And at this point, it's a very important method of communication. Yeah, that's exciting. So, yeah, yeah, we'd love to have them in to learn how to use it. And um, our tech guy will show them the whole process and how we edit it on the back end and the software, too, so they can see that. When we were looking at Youth Commission, along with other things, um, I got to thinking about we're running a big business here with the city of Athens. And when I did a lot of my short speeches, I would say, look, we're running a business, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I understand people getting upset with government, whatever it is. 
But uh, I thought, well, if I was running the business, I would promote myself. And what Athens was not doing and what many cities do not do mm-hmm. is promote themselves. Mm-hmm. What, what are you about? What is your qualities? And at that time, we had an opportunity to look at a public relations person to be hired with the city of Athens. I took that to the city council and requested a PR person, and the city council basically turned it down. Mm. So I then came back a month or two later and showed them that we had grants that were kind of fragmented out everywhere that we didn't even know what match there was with those grants. So I brought it back to the city council, and I put grant coordinator slash public relations on a person, and we recruited Holly Holman, who had been with the Decatur Daily for 14 years oh, wow. and cool. uh, knew all about Athens and knew all about Limestone County. We were lucky enough to get her on board. And so we promote ourselves, mm-hmm. and I think other cities have looked at that. Several have got public relations officers now, and they have youth commission. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of spun off to saying, hey, we're trying new things, and and I'm not saying we're doing everything right, but we we are trying, and we're open. My door's open, yeah. and uh, anybody that wants to see me can come see it. And I think, too, what you've described in both of those two things that you just talked about is you're talking about, again, you're talking about transparency and communication, right. too. So promotion is a part of it, for sure, And but that also means you're communicating. And yeah. I think um, in a lot of organizations, I love organizational management. It's just like I'm a nerd. I don't know why I love that. But I went back to school, and I got a, a master's in public administration, and when I study these organizational failures, because we also, we, we pull the business aspect into it too, you know, good to great, the, yeah. all the leadership books. Um, it kind of boils down to the way you treat your people. And if you're communicating with them, do they understand that they're valued? They may be valued and they don't even know it because you're no. not telling them. Yeah, I think that's excellent. And the way I see it is your organization can be something as small as your house or as big as a city. You know, so the tactics still remain. And, and the fact that you're trying to communicate with your town and your constituents, I think that goes a long way in getting people to understand what you guys do, that you are like a business. And there are a lot of pieces and parts that you manage. That's what I think about when I think about your yeah. job is how do you manage all that stuff? Well, let me tell you organizationally how the city operates now. And many people... Some people may not know this. We have basically two funding streams. One is a utility department. We, the city of Athens, own the utilities, the electric for all of Limestone County. Oh, cool. So whenever there is a business or a new industry or a Mazda Toyota or whatever it may be, we're some of the first to the table to say, how can you provide service? And then we have a gas department. Then we have water and wastewater. Gas department is certainly outside the city limits. It's real interesting that city limits of Athens makes up about 41 square miles of Limestone County. Interestingly, the city of Huntsville also has about 40 square miles inside Limestone County that is inside the city of Huntsville. And their growth is to the west, and their growth is interested in the industrial farm property and others. And so much of that then has pushed the home sales and the residential area in our direction. Mm -hmm. Now, really, if you look at it, a real smart move by the city of Huntsville and by us is to say, okay, you get the population and we're growing, but that also means new garbage trucks. Garbage truck today is $300,000. A new fire truck. Fire trucks run between $600,000 and a million dollars, depending on what you put on them. New fire stations. 
new schools. So as the population grows, you are excited about that growth, but you also have the challenge of infrastructure, and infrastructure is not always above ground. It's a water and sewer that is underground that uh, that provides services for your citizens. I know a lot about the infrastructure of the sewer in Athens because I am good friends with Mr. John Stockton, who worked in that department for 30-something years. So, I mean, I know where he, like, wanted it underground, the way that it existed prior to his working. I know all about Huntsville and what they're doing. Well, and John's a great great resource to pull on as Mm -hmm. we start building out our Pilgrim's Pride Park, or mm-hmm. our prior street park down there, 32 acres of green space where we're going to have housing, hopefully an amphitheater with music, with restaurants, with green space, with a beer garden. With I love a, it. Yeah, with a dog park and some other things. So it's exciting. We're doing some really interesting, good things that I think is important for our future. I actually got to talk to, um, well... Yeah, Will Hargrove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah how'd you, I read that, didn't I? Okay, so we did a podcast on Singing River Trail, Mm -hmm. and he's kind of linked up with them. But for me to kind of get an understanding of that before we did the podcast, Will came and showed me the map of, well, Singing River Trail, but then we moved into Pilgrim's Park. Is that what it's called? So I got to see the map, and um, which was really helpful because when he talked about certain components, he did not ask my opinion, but I gave it. So (laughs) I felt like, (laughs) and and in terms of that, I mean the library, you know, and kind of, and that's kind of another method of how you grow together and you grow in the right direction. You bring everybody to the table and you kind of, throw ideas out there and what do you have what are you doing what are yeah. you working on well it's real it's it's interesting and that's the kind of young people that are coming investing mm-hmm. in your community and they have such bright ideas and such uh, i mean they have so many energy. things to offer yeah the energy level yeah. is there and <laughs> and i kind of make this statement from working back in governor with governor riley and my boss years years ago uh he would just kind of stir things up and get out of the way and you'd say well what next and he said well if you don't have enough sense to put it back together, then I don't need you. <laughs> and so uh, I, I enjoy stirring things up, and hopefully yeah. it'll be put back together to make it better. Yeah. And I, like- I know somebody coming behind me, that should be their mission, yeah. is to make it better. And That's right. you look back and you say, I wonder what they did that for. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, I made some statement not long ago about who came up with this foolish idea, <laughs> and they reminded me real quickly that I did. I knew you were going to so. say that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we get a lot, I deal with a lot of books. We get donations yeah. constantly, and yeah. I, I pick out some of the ones that look extremely interesting. And I picked one up, and it was, I mean, I think it was printed in 1921. And I opened up the cover, and the very first quote was saying that everything starts on a foundation. And if you are the one that has to build the foundation, then you need to understand that the work you're doing is going to be there for years to come. Yeah, I agree. Foundation. You know, uh, I often said, you know, make America great again. And as I said to people, you make America great again right here at the foundation, mm-hmm. right here at the home, in your homes, in your churches, in your, with your family, in your community, the people that you walk around the square with and you talk to on a daily basis. And then you grow that. You grow that mm-hmm. responsibility. And, and, I, and I do mean responsibility. Mm-hmm. We challenge our youth commissioners to get involved mm-hmm. and to be a part of the community. They go to school board meetings. They go to city council meetings. They pick up litter. Then they do things that I think is important for them to understand not only how a community works, mm-hmm. but that something hopefully 
that will click someday to say, oh, I remember what they said, even if it's 10 years later. You're teaching that responsibility. And this is my opinion. And libraries are a little different, but it's still like a government service. It's a public service. And I'm I'm a communitarian. I love to volunteer. I like to make my community a better place. Um, I was in Kiwanis back home. And we used to do a beach cleanup every single week. And the same spot. every weekend and there was always trash to pick up and so here are all these people out here every week picking up trash off the beach and i saw um, someone posted on facebook a picture of like a piece of trash on the beach and they were like the government needs to do a better job i just i had to comment i was like you know we have a whole group of people out here every weekend you are more than welcome to join us and and I think people forget we've gotten accustomed to government being responsible for so many things, but there's only so many people in the government that can do so much and that the, the citizens also have a responsibility to their community as well. So I'm happy that you're teaching these kids that at a young you're age. Preach it, Jennifer. I'm, I'm just listening. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, trash drives me nuts. Oh, yeah. And Laverne Gilbert, Miss Laverne, I know exactly started who kind she of is. A, a, a war on letter and Good. you just fight it and fight and it's just that oftentimes in the south we're just throw things out you know you can let it like miss laverne instead of letting it just make her mad she's like we're just gonna fight it every day you know because the wind will blow trash on this side of the building over here every morning i go out in my heels in the wet grass and i pick up all the trash because thank you well, we want the library to look good. Yes, and it always does. Great. And I'm proud you, you do that. Thank yeah. you. Well, I've actually added it to the staff duties as well. Oh, so. good. I like <laughs> the that. Only one. Well, if you ever need our youth commission. Oh. And, and let me tell you, and another great community person is our football coach, Cody Gross. Coach Gross is such a faith foundation in what he believes in and what he teaches young people. And you will see them at the Kitty Carnival, mm-hmm. and you'll see them picking up trash. And after a home football game at 6 a.m. either the next morning or real soon, they will be cleaning up the stadium seats. That's awesome. And so, yeah. So, you know, you seemingly have this dedication to the community and to raising up these kids in the community and teaching that community-minded activism, I guess is a word that we can use. Do you feel like the the experience you had working with DHS kind of cultivated this within you to give back to your community? I think so. Even back when I started teaching school and back with uh, working with families and children, it's just a passion that you have to try to make things better. And you see so many so many opportunities to make things better when you really look around and see how many people really have a tough time. And there are those people there now, and, you know, people get down and out, and they say, well, they didn't just reach down and grab their bootstraps and pull them up and, and go on and get a job. And, and I say some people don't have bootstraps, and you have to be able to try to build people up. And it's that thin line oftentimes between when you become, you know, when you let them grow or whether you uh, cut them loose. And, you know, so it's just, you know, it's like raising kids. Yeah. 
The podcast, you're actually my second podcast today. Oh, they, okay. they won't come out at the same time, but okay. I encourage you to listen to her. We had a Zoom uh, today. Her name is Dr. Sherry Williams. She's the first African-American female to get a PhD in history from Auburn University. Really? Yeah. Oh, great. I know. And so what we were talking about, she has an MPA too. So she's kind of like this civic-minded yeah. kind of individual. And her presentation was on the empowerment of African-American women farm girls from 19 1928 to 1965 through 4-H clubs home demonstrations. Oh, oh, that's great. Yeah, and it was what was so interesting and what she said and what I want to parlay into this conversation is that she talked about it being this kind of just program that was available to these women and basically through learning how to can and do all these different home economic projects they were actually learning leadership development skills. And she talked about that that program implementation being just a model of the way that we can do things today and using our programs and the the things that we build and cultivate and teaching all of our community how to be leaders in their community. Well, I will listen to that. That's great. Well, I think you've done a great job. Is there anything you you want to add? Well, I just want to talk about, you know, we have so many really neat, and I'll leave somebody out, local authors. You know, you have Jerry Barksdale that wrote all the history books with the veterans. What You've a got wonderful, them in there, yeah, what a wonderful uh, opportunity to have that. You have Miss Elva McLean who wrote about the history of Athens State University. And then you have Charlotte Fulton that talked about Henderson, you know, Fort Henderson. And, uh, you have so many local authors, Bill Hunt, Keith Donovan. Mm-hmm. Keith Donovan grew up here in Athens, Alabama. and wrote about all the way interviewing Coach Bear Bryant to uh, cool. one of the things that talks about a spy pilot where he actually did interviews with Francis Gary Powers and uh, the U2 wow. pilot. And Keith, by the way, is doing a documentary on the 1978, oh gosh, I hope I don't mess that up, 1978 <laughs> Athens High School a state championship football team. Oh, that's neat. And it will be aired later on in the year. And uh, Maybe we'll do a screening here at the library. Oh, th- oh that would yeah. be great. Yeah. 1975. That's what I said. Yep. So the documentary is <laughs> 1975. <laughs> the, the documentary just, we took off three years, folks. Yeah. It's 1975. That would you be know, great. yesterday somebody was telling me um, all good things about you. His name is Macon Brock. Where did you meet him? So his wife, Sally Cowart Brock, yes. her father From was Athens. the band director for yeah. many years. So she actually wrote a book. And, oh, did she? Yeah, it's the history of the Athens High School Band. And um, I'm going to tell you that you're invited. On November okay. 9th, she's going to have her book debut, release, and signing here. And we'll oh, have good. a program along with it. And um, actually, we're super excited. She did a podcast yesterday. So we're going to release that in advance with Mr. Dan Havely. So they'll be around um, on November 9th, and we'll be hosting her book release. Well, that's good. Thank you for inviting me. That's fun. Yeah. I love talking about Athens and uh, love talking about what we have going on. And a lot of growth, a lot of challenges, but it's a fun time to be here. It's, It's like I tell so many people, it's a great place to work, to worship, to play, and to raise kids. So... Come on, join us. We're classic Southern character. It's a wonderful town. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. I'm Thank glad you, Mayor. Here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you much. You've been listening to Between the Stacks, a podcast from the Athens Limestone County Public Library. To hear other recordings from our Library Voices podcast series, check out our website at alcpl.org. 
Library Voices is also now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.